Welcome to Gaming History. This is going to be um, a one-episode podcast going over uh, a very quick rundown of video game history and how it's developed over the years. Um, So, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Video games started in the labs and universities, um, like Cambridge, uh, Stanford, Harvard, you know, those colleges. Uh, These colleges... um, had big old computers uh, that would take up rooms, just just rooms full uh, of just uh, computers that nowadays our technology doesn't need an entire room. Like I, I, it's what I'm using right now, a standard old computer that can do the processing power of those computers back then in the, in the 50s and 60s. Um, so the first really game that was developed was by A.S. Douglas, um, and it's called OXO, or better known here in the States as Tic-Tac-Toe. Um, it was part of his uh, doctoral uh, dissection, di- 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 dissection, um, and it, it was um, it was like the first step into gaming. It was the um, first step into at least programming them. It wasn't until the actual game uh, Space War it was developed by Steve Russell in 1962. Now that is the actual first game. Now this game was on campus. Uh, it, it you know it required two people to play, of course, um, and on the campus of Mass- Massachusetts Institute of Technology, they uh, would have like lines of people just trying to play this play Space War. Um, the next big step into this was uh, was. Um, was the brown box that was developed in 1967 by sanders associates inc with uh ralph bear leading this effort into developing um you know a gaming uh system um it was a it was a prototype okay at the time and you know this is a system where you can have multiple players on it um and what was interesting about it is that it was developed with uh, um, multiple programs um now where uh bear is actually quite commonly referred to as the father of video games um he you know developed like the really first console uh, or console uh, from the art technically speaking um now megavox uh bought it from bear uh and re- renamed it the odyssey now, uh, when they released the Odyssey commercially, it uh, was released with 28 separate games, uh, uh, and, and which one of which inspired the game Pong. Now, um, Atari released the arcade game of Pong in 1972, um, which was actually a really a big hit. Um, they used this advantage in 1977 when Atari released the Atari. Uh, uh, 2600 uh, starting the first the ever first generation of consoles um, and this is where actually um, one of the biggest uh, third-party developers was created uh, th- uh, three uh, two years my bad two years later in 1979 Activision um, better known for its games like Call of Duty nowadays um, it wasn't until um, you know, this is this this was a big boom in the gaming industry, 
However, you know, with very high, um, you know, very high experiences in gaming, you always expect a low point. And this happened in 1983, at least here in North America, uh, where we experienced the video game crash. Uh, uh, yeah, the video game, uh, video game crash. Now there are multiple causes to this, um, such as, <clears throat> such as, um, an oversaturated market. So it, to simplify this, it means that like there were just too many consoles out there. Like it was just like, um, they, they were just like just pushing out so many different consoles and not only were they doing that, but they're also pushing out very, very low quality games. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people didn't like. And the, there's actually a lot of history into this. Um, Atari went bankrupt because of this. It was, a, it was a giant in the video game industry at the time. And their, um, their, you know, their big downfall happened when the game E.T. came out. And it just started a period of where gaming didn't really, wasn't very interesting during that time, at least console gaming. Um, the arcades were still going, they were still strong. They did take a bit of a hit from this. Um, now, the recovery started by uh, by the, by Nintendo. Uh, with specifically speaking, the Nintendo Entertainment Center, or NES for short. Um, it was released in 1985 um, when they uh, introduced it to the States. Now... Nintendo learned from the past. This, this, they learned from the past, and so they put a bunch of regulations on third-party developers to prevent um, rushed, low-quality games and gaming systems. Um, doing that is what set Nintendo to be the giants for the next few decades, and set it up to what it is now today. Um, Nintendo uses momentum in 1989 to create the Game Boy, um, and it was with a bundle with the game Tetris. Um, in Tetris, uh, which is actually a very big game and an important one in gaming history, um, it's it was the most sold game ever released until Grand Theft Auto V in September of 2013. Um, now, you know. Nintendo was a giant for a few years. It was uncompetitive, uh, or didn't have any competitors at the time, until 1991, when the first console war ever happened. It was when the uh, NES uh, responded to Sega's 1986 Sega Master System, and you know the Nintendo Entertainment System um, was improved by the Super NES console. And this really set up what it what you know future console wars are going to be like. And if you don't know what a console war is, it's when you know two um, console producers and manufacturers and developers um, where they go head to head into trying to create um, a better console and get more sales. Um, one of the most commonly known ones and at least of this current generation, is the uh, as the Xbox and PlayStation. There's um, a bit of uh, there's a bit of a, like a fight between and not not necessarily the companies too much themselves, but like the, the gamers themselves of like which console's the best. So now we move on to the mid 
Uh, yeah, now we, <laughs> now we move on to the mid-90s. Um, this is where a lot of franchises were, like gaming franchises, were born. This was when, um, when Street Fighter came out, or at least Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat. And with the latter of the two, it actually caused a change in, um, at least in U.S. politics of how video games are seen. Um, because of uh, Mortal Kombat, a rating system, uh, an age rating system, was to be made. And Mortal Kombat was different from other fighter games. Like the Street Fighter, there's a bit of blood, you know, a bit of violence. But Mortal Kombat, um, they added in something called fatalities, which, like, what it means it's, it's a fatal move but by doing so it, it's very graphic um with uh like you can pull out the spine of someone through their like head or mouth and if you think about like what the arcade were and like the graphics there in 91 that's nothing compared to the violence at least in gaming now but back then that was as realistic as video games were now, in 1993, Sega created their own um, rating system called the Video Game Rating Council for Sega Home Console Games. Um, this this uh, council was a stepping stone into what will later become the Entertainment Software Rating Board. Um, this is a uh, this is what uh, ga- the gaming industry uses now. Um, it's still being used to this day. However, it's still in a highly highly debated on who is very responsible with um, gaming and uh, their rating and how people go about buying them. <laughs> um, now, the mid-90s led to uh, video games actually hitting the big screen. And if you don't know what the big screen is, uh, pretty much media, like super big media, like movies. This is like the Terminator like um the harry potter like movies those are the big screen um the first ever movie was actually uh, super mario burrows it was a live action movie uh that was made in 1993 so time goes on and technology has improved massively we're going into the fifth generation of video games and this generation brought in 3D uh, technology. Um, this also brought in uh, a bit of something different. See, in ninety in ninety five, Sega released uh, the Saturn system. So for the longest time, a lot of home consoles used cartridges. They were like big, great, blocky things that you would the clean out. You would blow into them <laughs> if uh, if they didn't work, and you, you know you stuck them in. This is when CDs were being used now. Um, and, you know, consoles before before now, um, you know, there's the, the, the animation and stuff like that. There's something called bits. And a lot of consoles at the time, they went by 8 and then they went to 16. And now for this fifth generation, they did 32, which, you know, gave it more of a capacity to do 3D um, video games. Um, now... Saturn, the Saturn system, which was, uh, which is argued to be the head of its time, uh, was trying to beat Sony. Um, and, you know, Sega and Nintendo at the time were really trying to compete with Sony. 
Um, in 96, Nintendo released a Nintendo 64 with its 64 bits. Um, however, between Nintendo, Sega, and Sony, Sony uh, was a good company playing its cards right, which is third developers, and was able to get so many exclusives, such as Spyro, a Ratchet and Clank, uh, one of the two that come to mind. Those were super big, and so because of those, like certain games and their way that they played with their third developers, um, Nintendo and Sega were unable to compete with Sony. Now, the PS2 was released in the year 2000. Um, so the PlayStation 2 became the most sold console ever because it had backwards compatibility. So it was able to play games from a previous, uh, from the last uh, gaming system, which was the PS1. Um, however, during this time, Sega had released its Dreamcast system, and it was the last of its um, last of its consoles. Uh, that it ever developed because it was just unable to compete with the other competitors, Nintendo and Sony, to be you know, to be exact. So because of that, they became a third-party developer. However, um, this actually played in their hands right because Sega actually created um, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is one of the biggest games known now. So, pass on Sony's dominating the video game market in in the year 2005 and six is when modern gaming was kicked off and this is when a lot of the you know the games that we know now are starting to be made um the playstation 3 xbox 360 and wii were released now xbox revolutionized the gaming industry a bit so on it set up what online gaming is supposed to look like it set up the um how, how transactions would work online, how you can get games online, how you, how how communities interact with each other online. <laughs> um, and not just that, when Xbox later, a few years, a little bit later on, they released the uh, Microsoft Connect, and it introduced a brand new way to interact with games. You were more active with it, and it was able to read your your body movements. And it was it was different. It was something that a lot of people loved. Now, Wii, which is developed by Nintendo, was it was inferior to others based off technology. Its graphics weren't you know something to brag about. Um, how fast the system run wasn't either, but it appealed to a lot more, and that that's where they got it. They um, that's where they got the industry. They were able to sell their console more because it appealed more to people. Um, the Wii had motion-sensitive remotes, which made the games more um, interactive. And games such as um, Mario Kart Wii and um, and uh, Wii Sports were released with the Wii at the time. And it it, it was it was um, it was it spread like wildfire. So many people loved it. Now. Now, you know, you push to a few years later, and gaming goes to mobile phones. And it's it's different from, like, consoles, because in mobile gaming, we got, like, Angry Birds, we got Clash of Clans. Um, even even a, a few console games were put on to... Um, were put on to... Uh, 
onto the onto mobile games such as um, Minecraft is a big game nowadays. Um, even give it a few more years, and then the eighth generation of uh, video games kicked off with the Wii U. However, the Wii U was just a complete failure commercially. It wasn't able to compete with the Xbox or um, or the PlayStation. Um, then this is where something something different technology-wise happened in 2016, and that was when the PlayStation 4 Pro was released. And what made this so much better than the other consoles at the time was because it had 4K video output, which is just, that that is the best quality a system can ever go to. Now, there's not much left into this besides going to the history of the of the giants that we know today, such as PlayStation, PlayStation, Nintendo, and of course Xbox. Um, I I am saying at this point that. I'm gonna create another episode for this three instead of just the one, just a bit made, make it a bit more organized. So, hope you guys will tune in to me next time, and goodbye.